You know, it's the dog days of summer out there, and records are being broken for temperatures across the country. But over at ACEC, our eyes are fixed on October, because that's when we're going to be holding our 2023 Fall Conference. That's right, and registration is open now for the event taking place from October 15th through the 18th in beautiful Austin, Texas. Now go over to our website, www.ecec.org FC to get all the information you need to register for this event. Now seize your opportunity to be part of the largest event in the engineering design service industry focused on the business of engineering, where professionals attend educational sessions, major networking events, forums, roundtables, and more. Early Bird, again, ends on September 14th. Make sure you lock in the best rate possible. Go to www.acec.org fc for all the information you need. Again, the 2023 ACEC Fall Conference, Austin, Texas, October 15th through 18th. We'll see you there. The AZ industry is rapidly changing, but your team doesn't have time to reinvent workflows for every new technology or client demand. ProjectWise, powered by iTwin, puts you in control and positions your firm for non-disruptive change. Whether you need to improve design quality, optimize existing processes, or even get started with digital delivery and digital twins, ProjectWise enables you to make the most of what you already have without starting over. Visit go.bentley.com forward slash podcast to see how ProjectWise is empowering AEC firms to do more with less. Once again, that's go.bentley.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Welcome to Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies, brought to you by Bentley Systems. And today we are actually on our second part of talking about um, Bentley Systems and their project-wise uh, software for engineers. And last time, uh, we introduced the project-wise component center and essentially how it empowers engineering firms to manage the digital assets that all firms are increasingly uh, putting into uh, of the, its library and and sharing amongst teams and, and, and projects. And today, we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to dive into the question of how firms should really standardize uh, their engineering design review process and, and, and how firms should actually approach project workflows in this digital, digital environment that everyone's kind of uh, swimming in and, and trying to figure out, you know, how best to manage all this data and, and actually create an efficient workflow to get it from start to finish. And to have this conversation, I'm very pleased to be joined by an expert, uh, Dan Cutler. He is an applications engineer with Bentley Systems in uh, England and London, UK. And Dan, thank you very much for joining us today and, and, and getting into this. Thank you, Jeff. So uh, Dan, you know, 
yeah, and, and I really appreciate you being here because this is this is where the rubber meets the road, really. Because you know, having all these digital assets now and 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 sharing it across teams within engineering firms is it, it's great because when it works efficiently, you can really streamline processes. But the problem is it's managing all these digital assets. And in your experience, you know, is there a standard approach that firms should take in managing all of these digital assets and, and how can Bentley kind of assist them in the process? Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You need to have a standardized approach because like you say, we, we have this kind of shift to digital uh, and that's great, but it can introduce complexity. So, you know, for for the average person using, uh, you know, a new system that looks complex, they're saying, you know, what's the benefit here? Well, we're just spending more time doing extra work that we we didn't have to do before. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it is really important. I think if you get those processes in place and if you can standardize effectively, then ultimately you become more efficient and you know that that's what it's all about and obviously bentley has the software to to help that uh, in, in project wise um i think everyone's needs are different i've not seen two systems that are exactly the same i think every, every engineering firm has different different wants different needs different requirements for their clients mm -hmm. um so it, it's good to work within a framework but you have to be able to to tweak that and change that to to fit your your specific needs Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it seems that there's always kind of when he gets into workflows, there, there seems to be kind of a, of a, of a rhythm or a, or a standard kind of process that, that people use. And then they kind of take a look at what they need and what the needs are of the project and the firm. And they kind of tailor it down to, you know, exactly what they need to get the project done. I, from from project wise and 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 you know the components within the software. I mean, how how scalable and, and flexible is it for engineering firms to really make it unique to them and and fit their specific needs? Well, there's there's two aspects to that. I mean, within project wise, mm -hmm. it's a it's a very configurable solution. So we can start um, just with a document repository with no rules attached to it. There's no uh, no requirements. You can just drop a document in there and make it available to everybody. Um, but of course, that doesn't represent good information management practice. So, so we have to to work within some some confines and say, actually, you shouldn't do it like this. You should do it like that. And really, that's for a lot of firms that was already kind of common sense best practice information management. A lot of firms are already doing it. So when uh, when the ISO standard came along and its predecessor, the the BS1192 standard in, in the UK, you know, it did, it just put down in writing what I think people were doing to a certain extent. It introduced some new concepts as well, but um, but yeah, you, you've, you've got this, this process that's being, in the case of the UK, it's being dictated by government. Right. So they're saying if uh, if you do any work with the government, you must follow this process. So any, you know, any railway, any road work, that's all government related. So so ultimately, most of the, the big contractors in the UK have had to work to this standard, whether they like it or not. And you know, quite often they didn't like it. Right. It's not um, it's not easy to change yeah. because it's, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of different things, different processes you have to, to go through. So. There was a there was a process of change. Um, I've been 
working with ProjectWise and um, and the organizations that are following the, these standards for about 10 years. And, um, you know, we still have the same conversations with, with contractors. They're saying, you know, we're, we're being told to do this. We don't want to work like that, but actually we, we or, or sometimes they're saying, actually, we, you know, we can see the benefit of it, but we don't know how to get there. Um, you know, you hear the same stories uh, and you yeah. the same pains that, that are coming through. So, yeah, I, I think, I think ultimately there are benefits to it, um, but there is a def definitely a journey there. So you have, you know, the, the technology with ProjectWise, you have the the process with the ISO 19650 standard, um, and then the third the third requirement really is the people. Mm. So if you've got a yeah. if you've got a champion in your organisation that wants to implement a BIM mm -hmm. strategy, improve information management, um, then that's you know that's fantastic, and they can drive it and it's either driven from the bottom up or from the top down. I've seen it work both ways. Um, but you, yeah, you have to want to change it. It can't, you can't just buy software and it happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You need, you need to have that leadership at the firm level to drive the change and to, uh, get the adoption out there because otherwise Absolutely. it's not going to, yeah. it's not going to work. Um, and that's for any solution It's for anything really, especially with technology, right? I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's that it's staying with it and having that commitment that you're going to not just implement the technology, but this is how we're going to work. We're going to have to evolve the way that we're actually handling things because we want to be compliant with the standards. And, and, and let's talk a little bit more about that standard, uh, the BIM standard. So we're talking about uh, ISO 19650. Uh, um, and, you know, can you explain to our audience, you know, really what that standard is, you know, how, how it approaches BIM and, and kind of how project-wise can help um, yeah. firms deal with and comply with the uh, with the standard yeah I, I will do my best so it's it's a standard it's quite a broad ranging thing really but it's it's really focused on design construction projects um of any sort um it's it's designed to to work on on, on mega projects down to, to small projects um it doesn't have to be overly complex i think when you when you first look at that standard i guess any iso standard is the same right you look at it and there's pages and pages of stuff that um you're like well this is a lot but actually when you get into it it's it's logical it's um you know promotes good practice information management things like uh, naming documents in a way that that makes sense so every document code is made up of um the project number the originator so it, it, you already know who created that document uh, it states the the discipline um, you know, whether it's architectural or electrical or whatever, um, and, and the, the document type. So you have all this information already in the document code. And if everyone follows the same standard, then you, you get to, to know what that means and it becomes normal. Um, so there's that, that aspect to it. There is the aspect of, um, of different states a, a document can exist in. So uh, you're going from a, a work in progress document where uh, only, only your discipline should see and be able to, to work on that document. Uh, and then going through phases to get it to a to a shared state where once it's shared then it's available to other disciplines to see but it's been through its internal checks so so we know it's fit for purpose and that's that's a big part of, of the standard is saying I, I should only be able to see information when it's fit for purpose so if you think about you know something like a a general document storage area uh, without without permission control then anybody can see anything so the danger is that um, that someone as a mechanical engineer could pick up a, an architectural drawing. They go, oh, well, that, I can see that's over there. The wall is here, so I'm going to build this bit next to it. 
Um, but actually, that's an old version. They they shouldn't be be using that. So it it just helps people to work within the confines of of the rules um, without really thinking about it too much. And that's that's where the technology comes in, right? So the the standard is kind of baked into the technology. Um, and it means that if I try and create a document in the wrong place, I, I can't, I'm just not allowed to do it. So the permission control says, nope, you haven't got permission to create in this folder, in this area. Um, and likewise, I can't see documents unless they've been um, been accepted and approved and, and are fit for purpose. Um, yeah, I so, think that's, that's important. It's important I, yeah. because I mean, you know, I, I just, you know, in, in the last episode, just talking, you know, about not being an engineer myself, but just dealing with a lot of data and a lot of digital assets, version control, chain of custody, not knowing that you're not picking up a file that is older, that if it doesn't follow a certain naming convention or it doesn't have the metadata attached to it that actually tells you the status, the person who originated it, where it is in the system, and somebody just grabs a file and starts working off of it without that control in place, Especially selling with an engineering Absolutely. project, that could be yeah. that could be disastrous for a project team, if if they, you know, picking something. So having the standard, but then having the software like like ProjectWise, which enables and empowers firms to design the documents in line with the standard. But I would imagine they can also put in their own individual metadata within that file, so you have the standard. But then firms can do it so that for their own tracking and management purposes they understand where things are in the process oh absolutely yeah and I, you know i don't think i've seen a project-wise system that is the same as another so they will all start with yeah. a, a baseline iso framework and and then make their own uh, changes to that as as they need to yeah. so some will go as far as to have a completely separate naming convention so they'll have an internal naming convention then they'll have their, their client or their iso compliant uh, naming convention so that's just additional metadata that project-wise can provide um, so yeah, absolutely. Every every system is is tailored to the to the user's need and uh, what they what they require. Um, but it, it's good to also think about how they need to deliver to their client. So if they're you know if they're both using similar mm -hmm. environments, then it makes the handover process a lot faster. There's a lot less work for the document controllers to to say, well, I've got all this data, but it doesn't have any any it doesn't mean anything to us. So quite often they will go through a process to add in metadata manually, and that's you know that's the wrong time to do it. That that data should already be there. Um, so yes, you have it baked into the cake. It gets over to the client, and it's interoperable so that you have it set up so that it could easily exactly. be understood and integrated into their systems. So everybody's talking exactly. together, and it's having confidence in that data. It's, it's being able to go into the system and saying, "This is the drawing that is the latest version." As you said, uh, I know it's up to date, and I know I'm not looking at something that's out of date. Um, and you know, you you hear horror stories of people building from from out of date drawings and it costs millions of dollars to rectify the issue whereas actually if you just have a simple process in place to say well no one in construction is going to see this file until the right time then you, you should eliminate those problems yeah and and those and those are significant i mean those are the legal implications uh the financial implications Absolutely. yeah uh for something like that is 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 it it could be astronomical yeah. depending on the project oh yeah yeah financial penalties are enormous and that could wipe out your, your margin instantly. So yeah, it really does, does pay to, to have a good strategy in place. Um, and you know, a, a small firm all working in the same office, 
yeah, you know, they can communicate with each other and say, you know, this is there's a later version of the drawing over here. Let's let's get that. But as soon as you're uh, as soon as you're working in different offices or working from home, you need some kind of system that's going to enable you to to have the confidence that the data the data is correct. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point too. Because I mean, we have so many firms that are still not 100% in the office where they've gone to uh, hybrid work that having the confidence that somebody doing work at home doesn't mean that they've left kind of the bubble of the, uh, yeah, of, of that, of that system. Um, you know, for firms that are looking at, you know, putting on a, a or bringing onto a, a, a software platform, like, like project wise, um, I mean, how does Bentley interact with the client in kind of setting it up? Is it kind of like a, a fairly bespoke process to say, okay, yes, you have all these things that are built in to follow the standards, ISO standards, what have you, but then building it out to make it yours, you kind of walk them through that process. So at the end of the day, when they, then when they fully implement it, it's essentially set up as firm X's yeah, Sorry. yeah, absolutely. So we go through, um, you know, initial discovery phases to understand what their, their pain points are, what their needs, you know, why have they come to Bentley looking for, for a solution? Um, quite often they're going from a very simple, you know, Dropbox or, or SharePoint or something, and they need, they need better control. Um, or maybe they have nothing at all, you know, network drive. Um, so, so we, we kind of have to tease out that information, yeah. um, show them how, how project wise works. And then from there we go into, um, you know, assuming they want to go ahead and implement project-wise, we, we scope out that that project uh, and fully understand every um, every possibility for them and what what they need, uh, and then we'll implement project-wise um, normally as a, a variation of the framework. So we start with this kind of baseline framework for ISO 19650. So that sets out a folder structure, workflow processes, yeah. uh, document codes, certain metadata fields. Um, and 99% of the time they will say, okay, yeah, but can we add this or can we remove this? And there is flexibility within the standard to change things. Um, and there's certainly flexibility within ProjectWise to configure it uh, differently. Well, it's, it, it, is a, it is a tremendous software. I, I would recommend everyone listening to go to uh, go.bentley.com uh, forward slash podcast. Uh, that will take you to the ProjectWise uh, site to learn more about it. Um, and, uh, to really kind of dig in and see exactly, you know, how it could benefit your firm. Um, you know, Dan, I think, you know, I, I appreciate your time today because I think we were able to go into a little bit more of the workflow side of things, which is, which is always important and kind of that, you know, recognition of, of standards and how, you know, project wise works with those and, and incorporates them into the platform. Um, you know, for, for, uh, any questions, like I said, you know, go up to that website and take a look at it and, uh, and, and to learn more about Bentley and, and, and the services that it provides. So Dan, I do appreciate you taking the time to be on the program today. That's a pleasure, Jeff. Thank you very much. And I'd say, you know, we've got, we've got application engineers for, uh, specializing in project wise all over the world. So we can, uh, we can get someone to, to help, uh, show you the product and explain how it works in more detail. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, find your local office and uh, and reach out, and uh, they'll be happy to help you kind of figure out exactly what you need and, and how to get there. Uh, so again, uh, go to bentley.com forward slash podcast. And again, this has been an episode of Engineering Influence. We'll see you next time.